Personal motivation. Motivation is seen in the passionate pursuit of goals. As soon as the word motivation is used, many people immediately conjure up ideas relating to sporting achievement, personal achievement, or business achievement. Victory is often the key image. It is appropriate to link motivation with the concept of achievement, because this is as it should be. But why do we only recognize the achievers and those who come first as being motivated? I have a question for you to contemplate. Are all people motivated? The truth is, we are all motivated, but often by different types of motives and goals. Is the drunk nursing a bottle sleeping in the park motivated? If you don't think so, then try and take away the bottle. We all have an intricate set of motivations and drives which influence our actions. Much debate has been raised over the years as to what impulses provide motivation with individuals and what innate drives are present within a human being. In this module, we seek to give you an understanding of motivation so that you can tap the hidden motivational resources within yourself to achieve your most important goals. Defining motivation. The word motivation is made up of two small words which encapsulate its definition. These two words are motive and action. It is therefore appropriate to define motivation in general terms as a motive or a combination of motives that produces an action. There are different motivations that we can easily understand and others that we find great difficulty in comprehending. Why an adult can hurt or abuse an innocent child is somewhat foreign to our thoughts. But indeed, there must be some strong motivation present. Contrary to popular belief, motivated individuals are not always the loud, aggressive, outgoing types. History does have its example of these types, and there has been a motivational component present in their achievements. Quieter personalities, however, can have a strong abiding motivation which moves them towards their goals. In their instance, it is more of a quiet bubbling away or a strong resolve or determination. Either way, we all need that motivational spark and drive that impels us into action. This is particularly true when we are required to change behaviours and attitudes in order to achieve an outcome that is new to us. Likewise, when we encounter difficulties and unexpected circumstances, an appropriate shot of motivation is often required to overcome the tendency to give up. Finding the time and following through with the commitment required to change ourselves is often where motivational factors are the vital ingredient. Time can wear us down if we're not careful. As a consequence, motivation falls to a low ebb. Circumstances, failures of the past, lack of focus and lack of belief can drain away life's energy and leave an individual but a husk of what he or she could have been. Inspiration versus Motivation we all need inspiration as well as motivation. Inspiration typically is more of a flash of insight, a view or a mental picture of what could be. It is an impulse which communicates to us in exciting terms what could happen if we actually got it all together. This experience is expressed in what we call hunches or ideas or out-of-the-blue mental breakthroughs. It could come from listening to another person relate their experiences or watching them accomplishing their goals. This can often kick-start our dream machine and emotionally energize us. Often so-called motivational speakers inspire us rather than motivate us. 
A way to measure whether we've been inspired or motivated is to look at what difference and behaviour changes have actually taken place 10 days after we've attended a motivation talk or been exposed to a new concept or idea. If you haven't done anything about the ideas that you're exposed to, then chances are you were inspired rather than motivated. This can be positive, however, because, as has been said in the past, a brain expanded by a new idea rarely returns to its previous shape. Motivation is the force that takes the inspiration and turns it into a positive or negative form of ongoing action. Edison is credited with the quotation, Inspiration is 1%, perspiration is 99%. In other words, it is relatively easy to be inspired, but to work through the perspiration that is often needed to achieve a goal requires an ongoing supply of personal motivation. While positive inspiration is essential to the commencement of achievement, personal motivation is the ingredient that keeps us taking the appropriate action to realise the objective which came out of the process of inspiration. Motivation and Goal Direction Without a doubt, one of the strongest motivational forces comes about when we're in the process of actually chasing a goal that we are very passionate about. A clear, exciting understanding of the end result of the goals that you are seeking to achieve becomes the driving motive that produces the actions necessary to achieve the goal. In reality, we have the picture of motivation, that is, a motive producing the desirable action, whenever a person has an exciting goal that they're pursuing. It can be argued that there are two types of goals, positive goals and negative goals. Chances are, when we are being motivated to achieve a positive goal, our primary motivation empowers us to take the appropriate action necessary to achieve the goal. In order to achieve a negative goal, we really don't have to do much. Our motivation can be dominated by how we feel at any given moment. Invariably, this can lead to an unsatisfactory outcome, if only we did things when we felt like it. If we are not passionately pursuing a positive goal, chances are we're on track to its negative equivalent. Types of Motivation Throughout history, there have been a plethora of various insights, ideas and concepts on motivation. The future too will bring about new models and methods for improving motivation and results. Someone whose work has stood the test of time, however, is Abraham Maslow. He centred his theory on motivation on what he called a hierarchy of needs. He said that every person has a set of basic needs and that these form a hierarchy one upon another. He contended that base needs had to be fulfilled in order for an individual to move on to higher needs and that our motivations are dictated by the various need levels. He also implied that once a need is fulfilled it often loses its motivational power and, as such, no longer motivates our behaviour. The basic needs, as described by Maslow, include the following. Physical needs, safety needs, social or belonging needs, ego or self-esteem needs, self-actualization, or need for individual fulfilment. In the 50 years since he first outlined these needs and their impact on motivation, this framework can be seen to provide some understanding on why people behave or are motivated to act in a certain manner. Physical needs. These needs include the basics of food, water and air, etc. It is folly to talk to someone about paying their bills on time, normally a desirable action, if they're dying of thirst. All they can think of is satisfying their thirst. There is an action present 
but the person dying of thirst is driven by a totally different motive. This motive is so strong that they are totally focused on its achievement, that is water. Fortunately, these needs in our society are fairly easily satisfied, and so the chances are our motivation can come from other needs areas that we will discuss in the hierarchy. Safety needs. Once you are fed, clothed and breathing well, probably you are now free to look at the safety needs area. Physical safety and shelter from the elements are important. Not too many people have a real problem here. But to feel safe, we often have to look at other areas in our Western society. Such things as a safe working environment are also motivational. Some people will leave organisations and environments in which they feel threatened either by certain individuals or a perceived threat to them. An impending legal action, an uncomfortable relationship, the loss of employment, etc. are further examples of a threat to safety and can become motivating factors for change. A key word here is perceived. This is where the makeup, disposition and strengths and weaknesses of an individual come into play. What is perceived as a debilitating threat to one person can be seen as a challenge or a new opportunity opening up to someone else. This is where a person's attitude and perception impacts their motivation to either flee or fight. That which is called fair, or a fair exchange of effort or pain for results, is a motivating factor also. You are hardly going to be motivated to extend yourself by working hard and long at an activity if there is not a commensurate expectation of achievement or financial reward. Other expressions of safety needs are things like having a certain amount of money in the bank just in case things happen. Once this level is achieved, we can then move on to the next level. Social or belonging needs. We are by nature social beings, even if we don't admit it. No man is an island, and certainly women aren't. We all need interaction and enjoy participating as part of a group. Whether it's the pub, club or a barbie, or a coffee and a chat, human beings congregate together and have a social side to them. In the animal kingdom, we see this also. Birds of a feather do flock together. Once the physical and safety needs are met, as we perceive them, then relationships and a sense of belonging is very important to us. Acceptance by others is a strong motivational force. We do all sorts of things to gain this, from children who experience early peer group pressure to adults wanting to gain acceptance into a group or groups. This is very important to us. It motivates our behaviours and impacts our goals. We feel comfortable with a type of group, and sometimes we have to break out of that group's thinking in order to be free to achieve our potential. Acceptance within groups is often called keeping up with the Joneses. Remember, however, that sometimes the Joneses may be tired, in debt, and struggling to keep up with others they perceive are more successful within their group. Even so, oftentimes people would rather be with them and pay the commensurate difficult price. Why? Because at least they're comfortable within a group. This also, at least within that group, can become their view of reality. With this perception of group reality also comes a certain comfort in staying there. The desire to look like others and thereby gain acceptance is strong in this area. People tend to go where they are invited and stay where they perceive they belong. Ego, self-esteem needs. These needs are motivational to a person once the first three levels are satisfied. This includes a desire to feel good about yourself. Being recognised by others as a successful and meaningful individual 
is therefore even now more important to us. Being seen as successful impacts our ego and makes us feel good about ourselves. Such outward expressions of ego, self-esteem, is seen by the different ways we dress, the car we drive, our job role, etc. Functionality is being replaced by looking the part. Getting from A to B in the car is not as important to us now as how we will be noticed when we get out of the car when we arrive. Advertising is pitched across all the needs levels, and it has a strong feelings-based content within it. It appeals not just to functionality, but feelings, and how this product or service will impact our acceptance, and how we will feel. In reality, however, the ego-self-esteem needs are not really fulfilled by driving the new car, even though the advertising paints an image of this. Three years from now, we will have sold what was the new car in order to buy the later model, to achieve the same feel-good need. Ironically, someone else will buy our old car to fulfill their feel-good need. Our motivation here is primarily to feel good about ourselves and for others to perceive us, there's that word again, as successful. Self-actualization. Not too many people satisfy this need level. It is a level that is only comprehended when all the other needs have been satisfactorily fulfilled. It is focused on being the best possible person that you can be. It is finding contentment with yourself as you are. And it's a quest to explore your own potentialities. In some people, they are no longer dominated by possessions or how others think of them. This is almost a search for peace and the finding of one's true self. Away from motivation versus towards motivation. Another view on motivation can be understood by the direction in which an individual is moving. Some individuals are motivated to get out of a current situation they find themselves in. This is often called away from motivation. People have goals to get out of debt, trouble, their social environment or some individual relationships. These people are metaphorically running away from something. It could be a fear of the unknown, the threatening circumstances or just change in general. Remember, however, that a threat perceived has a greater motivational impact than a threat actually performed. Once a threat has been performed, it loses its motivational power. There's no more bite left in it. In away from motivation, you can see events, circumstances or persons providing the stimulus or motive, and the individual providing the action. Therefore, by our definition, we have a picture of motivation. Towards motivation has a person moving towards a position, situation or goal. This person's motivation has a slightly different but important emotional attraction. It keeps them going forward rather than has them fleeing. It can be summed up as gaining a benefit versus avoiding something. It is not always the situation, but the difference can be seen in a person retiring from a job rather than moving purposely towards a fulfilling retirement. Retiring from something is a situation where you are much more likely to lose your sense of value and purpose. Some statistics have even implied that people may even die earlier from this approach. Conversely, retiring to a life of fulfilling pursuits affects our outlook on life, our expectancy and our energy. What is motivating you? Motivation is experienced as a complex mix of emotions, goals, apprehensions, victories and challenges. If you do not want to be motivated by procrastination, pain or external circumstances, 
then you will need to embark on discovering the various passions and outcomes that will provide you with the desire and drive to get things done. Emotions are much stronger than logic, and so understanding how to trigger the appropriate positive emotional response within yourself to take the required action is important. Sometimes we don't feel like doing certain things. If we're dominated by our feelings, then we're only as good as our sleep, nutritional input, our environment and our energy level. Going with the flow, or taking the course of least resistance, makes crooked rivers as well as crooked people. However, there are many occasions when we need to get up, get moving and get on with it, despite the way we feel. This is where your goals can really help. Knowing what you have to do today to stay on track, or get back on track, has a huge motivational effect on you, particularly when you have some exciting benefits to be gained that are embedded emotionally in your spirit. This makes it easier to take action, rather than to be overwhelmed or dominated by the way you currently feel. Target dates. Target dates can also be called deadlines. Whatever we call these marks in the sand, they give us a timeline to guide us as to when something needs to be done. Setting clear deadlines or target dates for each of these steps to achievement provides a focus and a spirit of competition within us to get on and get it done. When achieved, it also gives us a buzz and a feeling of achievement. Competitive team sports, which have a time component built into their game, become more intense and exciting as the teams approach the end of the available time. Often, some of the most exciting plays are observed within the last few minutes or seconds of a game. Likewise, in the game of life, we tend to get really focused and our productivity and results soar when we are approaching the end of the available time for a goal to be achieved. Creativity, intensity and determination to win are all evident in such an environment. Use this to your benefit by putting target dates on your goals. The other benefit of time frames is that it can help you to overcome procrastination. If a person says they want to lose a certain number of kilograms by Christmas, it sends into action a small but significant mental alarm clock in our head. Sometime in the future, a thought will pop into the brain and in effect tell us that if you want to achieve the goal, then you must either get started now or risk abandoning the goal altogether. Even writing a simple daily to-do list has a motivational effect on you. It tends to get you started and after only a short time frame, you'll feel yourself making significant progress and feeling good. Otherwise, we risk becoming the victim of Parkinson's Law, which states, Work tends to expand to the time available for its completion. This negatively affects our output at work and the achievement of our life goals. Without goals and target dates, we don't get positively motivated. Remember those frantic few days before you went away on holidays? What was your productivity like? Invariably, you achieved significantly more simply because you had an immovable target date. Anyone watching you knew that you were goal-directed and highly motivated. The need to prove something. Almost without exception, high degrees of personal motivation and achievement are linked to a need or motive within the individual to want to prove something. To some, this is to gain the recognition by others or the acceptance by a significant group or an individual. Deep within a person is the notion that if they could achieve such and such, then their life would be so much better. 
Maybe it's the experience of being brought up in a dysfunctional family, or the withholding of approval by a parent, or the negative input from others, or the fact that no one else in our family has ever done it before. Whatever the reason, when a person has a desire which becomes a passion, then a high level of motivation is present that can last almost a lifetime. History remembers such individuals who capitalized on the happenings of the past and decided to do something about it. It provided them with a motivational drive that has helped them to achieve their goals. In all walks of life and in all efforts, there are people who have achieved significantly based on their desire or need to prove something. Because they achieved something in the past, this has even impacted the way that we live today and some of the benefits that we enjoy. As you find yourself relating to the information on these pages, then you'll be able to identify the motives, inputs and desires that will fuel your motivation and achievement of your goals. Motivation and your personal evaluation. Your personal profile in your life navigation manual will also give you an understanding of the personal motivational makeup that you have. It is a document that is designed to give you insight and a competitive advantage. This will assist you to move with more purpose towards the achievement of your goals. Remember, however, that it is probably not possible to be totally up and motivated all the time. We all go through highs and lows, and the information in the Life Navigation Manual at the end will help you to find ways of getting you out of the lows and into action. Motivation of yourself and others is a key to a brighter, more enjoyable future. It is called personal motivation because it is your personal ability to do those things that you know you should do, even when you don't feel like it. Everybody is motivated. It depends on the goal as to whether it is for good or for nothing.